Welcome to Apaga University. I'm Inga. And I'm Julie. We are two entrepreneurs who have built an in-home care business from the ground up, guided every step of the way by God's care and fueled by agape love. 16 years later and over 100 podcast episodes already under our belts, we invite you to continue on this journey with us as we share stories that resonate, insights that inspire, and practical guidance that empowers you to face any obstacle along this path. Whether you're a professional caregiver, a family member, or are simply curious about what your steps will be when you need them, you have come to the right place. Oh, hey, and while you're here, make sure you hit that subscribe button. And after that, make sure you send this to a friend. Yes, do it. All right, we'll quit fooling around and get to it. Let's go. Class is in session. Hello, Sunshines, and hello, Julie. How are you today? I'm good, Inga. How are you? I am so good. I'm really, really good. good. I'm excited for this episode, oh. first and foremost. Yes. Topic is great. Our guest speaker is phenomenal. Great. Greater-er. Greater-est. Yes. Yeah, we'll go with that one. <laughs> so, how hopeful are you? You know, I am a very hopeful person. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we just have to be because life can be hard sometimes. And if you don't have hope, yep. you, you know, what is there? You've got to reach for that daily. And, and sometimes you really got to pull <laughs> far to get it um, just because you're having something happen. But yep. you know what? I am blessed, really, truly. I am so blessed that I have optimism and, and positivity as part of who my, what my makeup is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I have lots of, lots of hope. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I love that. And I think about the time when um, one of our nurses had been here and her family was going through something you know, pretty catastrophic and pretty devastating. And I said, is there hope? And she looked at me and she said, there's always hope. Mm. And I thought, wow. I mean, yeah, you, you have to just maintain that. Keep it going and always believe. Well, and the family was so blessed to have her oh, because yeah. she was the glue yep. that kept everybody going because she had hope. hope. Yep reminded them. Yep. Yep. Cool. Well, I, I am super, super excited, um, for today's episode and, um, in true Marty Meyer fashion, I'm just going to put it out there. She's our guest today and you guys are in for a treat. Um, you cannot ever, ever accuse her of being an underachiever. So when we asked for a verse of the week, she actually gave us two. Yes. She's phenomenal. (laughs) So let's just go right into that. And I will read to you uh, Marty's first verse that she selected. And this is Amos 9, 13 through 15. Yes, indeed. It won't be long now, God's decree. Things are going to happen so fast your head will swim. One thing fast on the heels of the other. You won't be able to keep up. Everything will be happening at once. And everywhere you look, blessings. Blessings like wine pouring off the mountains and hills. I'll make everything right again for my people, Israel. They'll rebuild their ruined cities. They'll plant vineyards and drink good wine. They'll work their gardens and eat fresh vegetables. And I'll plant them, plant them on their own land. They'll never again be uprooted from the land I've given them. God, your God, says so. Okay, Marty, you got to weigh in. Why? Why this verse? Ladies, it's all about the wine. This is why I love Jesus, because he turned water into wine. He promises wine in abundance. No, seriously, what I love is the symbolism of, you know, just the richness of what he has for us and what he wants to give us. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes it's so difficult for us to receive that because we feel so stuck at times. And yet he's like, look, 
you can really experience abundance and and see a tremendous harvest and and blessing upon blessing and you don't have to wait a hundred years for it yep. so true i love it love it so much mm. all right we're gonna go to our next verse psalm 40 verse 2 he brought me up also out of a horrible pit out of the miry clay and he set my feet upon a rock and established my goings yeah, I think for me, that's my life verse because I definitely lived in a pit for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And that's part of my story and how he brought me out of it and the things I've learned. Um, and the fact that today I'm not there anymore, it seems like a lifetime ago. And yet that painful um, season in my life is now the platform I'm able to stand on and um, speak hope to other people. Wow. Well, I can't wait to get into it a little further when we get into one of our later sections, because I know you have quite a story and I'm excited for you to share it. Um, if you listeners, if you have a verse you'd like to share with us, please email those to the caregiven podcast at gmail.com. Give us your favorite. Tell us why it's meaningful to you, because we would love to share it. What about your uplifting story, Julie? So my uplifting story today is why kindness is so important to our happiness. Mm -hmm. And um, so it says research shows most people to be happier when they are generous, <laughs> thoughtful, and kind to others. So there was a, uh, a university in British Columbia um, where they kind of had an aha moment. And we all love those, right? <laughs> we're at a meeting, we're listening to somebody talk and we get that aha. And um, so it says that they had that aha moment for anyone who wants to cultivate habits that increase everyday happiness and well-being. So researchers walked around campus handing out five or $20 bills, asking participants to spend the money by the end of the day. The participants weren't told what the purpose of the research was, only that they were to be part of the study. Half the participants were told to spend the money on themselves. The other half were tasked with spending it to benefit someone else. At the end of the day, those who had spent the money on others reported a greater sense of happiness and well-being than those who had spent it on themselves. Aha. Uh -huh. Kindness <laughs> is connected to happiness. <laughs> and so um, this report goes on and on, but then they make a comment that um, actually adding regular practicing of kindness to others can help us with another kindness habit, which is one that's often more challenging, which is kindness to ourselves. Mm. And so she said, the form of kindness that is perhaps most beneficial for ourselves is really all about self-compassion. The same sort of gentle compassion that we would extend to a treasured friend or maybe a younger person in our life um, that we care about. So what is the, you know, the relationship between kindness and happiness in your life? Oh, wow. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. It's actually really true because um, if you think about it, think about a situation where maybe you make a mistake or it's a mistake you perceive yeah. um, and how hard you can be on yourself. But if it was someone else that had done the same thing, you would give them so much more grace. So why don't we give it to ourselves? Right, right. Yeah. Um, and um, what I like is um, seeing things on Facebook or uh, other social media where there's random acts of kindness. Mm -hmm. And um, every once in a while, I'll, if I'm kind of cranky, you know, if I'm going through McDonald's, <laughs> I'll, I'll do the next person behind yep. me and I'll just kind of peek when they get to the window and they're just like, what, what? you know, they have <laughs> yeah. no idea. Yes. A lot of people haven't even heard about it. I love that. And, and so some people then continue that, you know, pay it forward, pay it backwards, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, pay, pay for it. it. Yeah. Just pay for it. <laughs> I'll pay for it. <laughs> so anyway, um, it, it's shocking how something little like that can lift you up. 
it, that's very, very true. Yeah. Just when you're kind of in a funk or not, not feeling it, if you do something kind for someone else, it really yeah. can turn the day around. True that. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, thank you for that. Um, my story is actually about an Instacart driver and she ended up saving an elderly man's life. Oh. So I'm going to get right into it. Hmm. It isn't every day you have um, both the awareness and the opportunity to help someone else, let alone to save a life. But if you do, you certainly won't regret taking action. As TikToker and Instacart driver Jessica Higgs said in her now viral post, if you see something, say something. Mm-hmm. In a post on her TikTok, Higgs described an instant or an Instacart order that she had delivered where she went the extra mile and then some for her customer. Higgs had received the order from the daughter of an elderly man who was, um, she was ordering groceries for her father. When Higgs arrived at the delivery address, she felt that something was off. And when she went to drop off the groceries on the porch, as she was instructed and as the company protocol, the elderly man opened the door. Higgs said that ordinarily when Instacart drivers deliver orders, you're just supposed to take a picture and leave. But she felt like she needed to stay saying, I just could not leave. Mm. Instacart drivers are not allowed to enter homes. They're simply supposed to drop off the delivery, take the picture and then get out of there. Um, Higgs defied their rules saying in in her TikTok video, something was telling me, no, you got to help this man out. And he came out and I was like, okay, well, let me help you. And I got the groceries and you are not supposed to go into someone's house, but I used my judgment. Defying the rules, Higgs helped the elderly man bring groceries into the house. She noticed something alarming when she entered the house. When Higgs went into the man's home, she put the groceries down where he wanted them But when it came time to leave, she decided to message the man's daughter who had originally made the order about what she had noticed in his house. Um, She noticed that the elderly man looked sick and she could smell gas when she was in the home. Mm. The smell was so potent that she said it instantly made her feel dizzy. She then decided not to close the order, even though she had completed it, because that would prevent her from messaging the man's daughter again. She then messaged the daughter saying, he is not doing good. He's sick. There's a propane tank in there. And I was in there maybe five feet from it. And I got dizzy. And I said, there's got to be a leak. The woman said that um, she would send her son over to check on it. And she increased her tip from $14 to 100 Oh, <laughs> But most importantly, soon after um, this all happened, the woman posted a five-star star rating and comment and basically saying that Higgs had saved both her father and her younger son's lives. And it just goes to show that um, sometimes paying attention and trusting your judgment can make a difference in the lives of others. Wow. And again, as she says, if you see something, say something. Oh, wow. That was awesome. Yeah. And just imagine... Okay, so you're working for a company and they have very strict protocols and I listen to a lot of um, true crime stories. So (laughs) going into someone's home, uh, you know, by yourself can be very worrisome, but wow, what a story. It's so neat that she just saw that need and was like, I cannot leave. Mm. Yeah, I have to do something. Yeah, no, what a special girl. Yep. So that's my story. I love (laughs) it. I love it so much. Now we get to go to the really, really good stuff. Yeah. Everybody meet Marty Meyer. Hi, Marty Meyer. Hello, everybody. (laughs) How are you doing? I'm doing great today. Oh, that's awesome. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. I've been looking forward to this. Yeah. Oh, gosh. We've we've had some <laughs> scheduling snafus, but we got you here. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. So we've known each other, what, a couple years now. Yeah. And um, we met you through a, a, a women's Christian retreat right. called Trace Diaz. And um, I was not always the... Um, the, the 
the most, uh, I wasn't really looking forward to this. <laughs> she, she just said, just lovely. Oh, the memories. Yes. And I was quite vocal that I was not sure what I had been signed up for and went to this three-day retreat and, and truly met some amazing people. And then you were put into our lives and that's just incredibly special to us. Yeah. Yeah, I remember you. Like, you know, there's some people that you remember, and then there are some that just stand out, and you would be one of those. <laughs> and I think that's what I love about you too. It's just like you are just the real deal. You're just vocal. Like, you know, this is not my thing. I don't. I'm not even sure I'm actually happy to be here. Like, I felt like I had a prisoner in my group. <laughs> I came around. Very, very vocal about yeah. it. I I did behave mostly. You did. Yeah. Like, at what point, Julie? Were you? Like, was it 36 hours? in 48 how many hours in were you like you know this really actually was a pretty good idea I think I'm still debating you know? <laughs> 71 and a half <laughs> it was a wonderful retreat and I, I gained um a, a, I needed that yes I needed to be able to just go and re re-energize and mm-hmm. and you know just stop my clock because I always think I have to be doing something. And I think that was my biggest thing was it was not my normal. And I was absolutely not in control because they just tell you what you're going to do for three (laughs) days. And I am not used to do that. She's not used to being bossed like that. I'm the boss. (laughs) Oh, man. But anyway, long story there. Uh, You are now in our lives, and, and that is just so wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good gift. I'm thankful. <laughs> so tell us about you, Marty. Give us your bio. Okay. I'll give you the condensed version. <laughs> I actually had to write it just the other day. So, um, well, basically I was born in the Netherlands. So my family lived there. My mom was number 11 of 15 kids. So a lot of family still lives in Amsterdam area. Um, my dad as well, he had just one sister and then my family moved to Canada. I was around eight years old and, um, was put right into kindergarten cause nobody knew the English language. So very early on I was dealing with change, uh, feeling like I didn't really fit and trying to learn a language and make friends. And it wasn't until the sixth grade in Canada that I really wanted to be, um, you know, going into the next grade where all my peers were. So I had worked my way up wow. and I remember, uh, talking to the principal of the school I went to took the final exams um, of the seventh grade curriculum, passed, and then went right into grade eight without ever having to go into grade seven. (laughs) Yeah. And so I, you know, there's that, that sense as a little girl of, man, I just gotta, I just want to be where I'm supposed to be. And even though a lot of that, you know, was, was tough, I just see that as a setup for what God had for me down the road. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes even the little things when we're Mm -hmm. small, we're like, I don't really get why that happened. And, you know, Romans eight twenty eight. God works all things together for the good to those who love him. And even as a young child, you know, I, I knew about God. I didn't really know much about God, but I knew that there was a God. And now looking back, I just see his hand on my life in such an incredible way. So, um, I moved to the United States after I graduated from high school, went to a Bible, um, college in Hamilton, Montana, oh. and met my husband there. 
Uh, he could play guitar and sing. He's a big strapping guy, good looking guy. <laughs> in fact, uh, some people would say, oh, he kind of reminds me of Trace Atkins. And uh, we got married and have uh, two beautiful kids. And so uh, today my daughter is 26. She's going to be 27. My son will be 31. Mm, um, wow. But, you know, unfortunately, that marriage um, almost made it to 25 years. And I was in my late 40s when my world completely uh, blew up. And my marriage had been struggling. I didn't understand all of the things that were happening. But as things came to the light, I realized um, how deep the issues were and how dark the issues were. Um, you know, I remember receiving a call from, um, the local sheriff and the police department, and then the feds were involved and the stories I was hearing completely ripped my heart out. Um, and I, and, and I remember really thinking, you know what, like marriage is a gift. It, it, like God puts us together and we've got babies and I want to make it work, um, and, you know, I just want to pause here. I mean, I, I'm, I'm certainly not putting everything on my kids' dad. I mean, I have my own issues, but at the core of my being, I, I really wanted our family to just be whole and that our struggle would be a testimony and a help for somebody else. And I remember as things began to escalate and issues and stories began to surface, um, I, I just couldn't handle it anymore. And I, I have this memory, actually, of being in the shower and putting my back against the wall and sliding down um, all the way down until I just sat on the shower floor and I could not control my sobs. Mm -hmm. And I had a message from somebody that was so dear to me and they said, look, um, you have my support either way. If you stay, I support you. If you go, I support you. But if you stay and things don't change, there's going to be a funeral for your soul. Oh, wow. And I had never heard that before, but those words resonated so deep within me. You know, physically, I would still be around, but who I was and the things in my heart would just never have any oxygen and oh they would just be gone. And um, so bad went to worse. <laughs> and unfortunately, you know, um, I divorced this man and, you know, a lot of people will tell you, you know, you just got to move on. You just cut your ties and you just move on. If somebody would have told me the journey that I would walk through after my divorce was finalized, I'm not so sure I would have even made that decision just out of self-preservation. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I mean, it was so difficult. I found myself, like I said, in my late forties, I was 48, um, I have no home. I'm not a legal citizen of the United States. So I'm traveling between Canada and the U.S. because if I stayed in Canada too long, the lawyers involved um, would say that I had abandoned country. And so every couple of oh. weeks I'm traveling to sit in court, sometimes for just 15 minutes. And then I would drive eight hours back to Canada um, so that I could make some money. I was living out of my suitcase. I was living in, in my family's basement. Um you know, church life as I had known it. I was uh, a worship leader at its now canvas. It was Christian center back then. Um, you know, I mean, it was all gone. It was all gone. And I felt so 
lost and so broken. Um, you know, I'm broke, I'm broken, I'm homeless. I tell a story of I was driving from Canada to uh, Kalispell because I had a court that I needed to go. And I'm at the parking lot in Home Depot. And I remember thinking, I don't know where I'm going to sleep tonight. Mm -hmm. And I have a shower rod in the back of my truck with all of my clothes. And everything was there. And I had, um, you know, a daughter that was overseas, a son that was here. I mean, my family was so fragmented. And I'm like, I guess I'm going to sleep in my truck tonight. And I remember that was such a significant moment because what I believed and who I believed in it and my faith in Christ um, came to the forefront of my mind. And, and I remember saying, you know, Jesus, I need to know. That, that you see me, that you're aware of me. You know, I, I might be wearing a great leather jacket and a pair of awesome studded boots, but I don't know where to sleep tonight. And would you please just reveal yourself to me? And in that moment, um, man, I'm getting emotional talking about this. <laughs> I get emotional listening. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm seeing myself sitting there. In that moment, I felt like the presence and the love of Jesus fill my vehicle. And I remember just taking a deep breath and surrendering that he saw me. And, you know, that truck that looked like it was so, you know, full of broken pieces actually became a sanctuary. And, you know, a lot of people say, okay, so then, then what happened? Like, <laughs> boom, you know, you <laughs> surrendered it. Like, like all of a sudden somebody bought you a house and a brand new truck. And no, that did not happen. <laughs> you know, my circumstances didn't change, not overnight, mm -hmm. but I began to have the sense that I could access God at any time. And that was how I was going to navigate. And that is really the story of hope. It's not, it's not about how my circumstances changed. It's about how you navigate through the difficult things in your life. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the story that lasts. That's what's sustainable. And that's what is what actually gives hope. Otherwise, everybody would say, I want to believe what you believe because I see all of the material things that came to fruition. It's not about that. Right. You know, when we're in survival mode, we don't have any inspiration. We just survive. And, and I was in survival mode for years. I mean, you know, to the point where um, my body physically just said no. And I was diagnosed with thyroid cancer and I didn't even know what was going on. And, you know, you just keep showing up every single morning, every single day, uh, what's next? How do I make it work? God show me. And he began to, he began to show me. Mm. Wow. Wow. You, you're just incredible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So at this point you're in a different relationship and yeah. you're with a different church. Yeah. And so you had to make complete changes yeah. throughout your whole life. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, a, a lot of those changes have everything to do with the hardest thing for me was trust. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, um, I'm remarried to a wonderful man. His name is Tim Corpola, uh, a worship leader. He's got his own story of brokenness. And in fact, this weekend, we're going to be doing music and uh, talking about our story as a couple at a couple's retreat. Um, so, 
things, you know, are starting to open up in that aspect of our lives and we can never be afraid to tell our story. You know, some, sometimes there's so much shame attached to where we've been that we actually feel like, you know, I'm disqualified. Um, but it, it's what you've gone through actually and how you've come out the other side that qualifies you. Um, nobody comes out of life's heartaches perfectly, mm-hmm. you know, um, but I had to learn that my scars actually don't define me. It's the scars that Jesus took. That is what defines me. Um, so I can look at the broken pieces of my life and see what he did because of what he did and how much he loves us. And, and that has to be the forefront um, of, of my everyday living. If I don't live it, but I'm only talking to you guys about right. it, right? It, I mean, there's no depth, but this is something that I'm challenged every single day. You know, God... I want you to be the center of my life. And there's uh, times when he reminds me, you know, this is where you once were, and this is where you are today. Mm -hmm. And man, I'll I'll tell you, the journey from, you know, where I was to where I am now is filled with um, counseling and therapy and telling my story and working through my own pain and understanding, you know, what it means to live life, um, with a limp. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you what, people that walk with a limp are the strongest people that I know. (laughs) Yeah. Something else that you probably had to deal with a lot, and this is just going to be very shallow, but so true. It's because so many of us live this is you are an absolutely stunningly beautiful woman. And Mm -hmm. for people to see the coat and the shoes that you had on, they had no idea what was going on inside Yeah, because you have the picture of having it all together. People have actually said that, you know, to look at you, I would think, oh, you know, that's just her. Her life is perfect. But you just can't take for granted just because somebody looks a certain way that their life is picture perfect. You know, I dealt with a lot of pain, even insecurity, because people often think, well, you know what your strengths are. You know that, you know, you can take a good photo. It, it, it doesn't matter. When I'm sitting in my truck and I need Jesus and I've got all the clothes on the shower rod behind my back and I need a place to sleep, it doesn't matter what you're wearing. Uh, you know, who's taken your photo, where, where you've been, none of that lasts. Right. And so we, we have to get past the fact of just looking at a cover mm-hmm. yeah. and, and, and understanding no matter who you are in life, you know, there is pain in, in people's story. People are going through stuff we don't even know about. So many people just rush to that judgment and think that they know that everything must be great for you. Cause look at you, you're beautiful. Yeah. And yeah, that that's really hard. But what you said about understanding that you have access yeah. to Jesus, to, to God, yeah. that is huge. Yeah. Like you can talk to him whenever you want to. Yeah. Right. People don't, people don't realize that. Right. They don't use it like they should. Right. Well, and I think that we have this idea that, you know, like that God wants us to have our act together and that that is something that then we're qualified. And, you know, I, I hate that friggin' thing. I, I want to bust that lie right open because it's such a misrepresentation of who he is. You know, the Bible says that while we were still deep in sin, you know, doing our own thing and, and we didn't even know who he was. 
he gave his life for us. And I don't care what your faith is, you know, whether you, whether you believe Gandhi, Buddha, I mean, a- any of the great prophets, you know, for me, Jesus Christ is the only one that actually died for me. And um, whether or not any of the other things are true, I believe they are. But that to me speaks so powerfully. Why out of all of them would he actually say that he loved me enough to give his life? Like there's something there that requires a pause and, Mm -hmm. you know, demands our attention and research. Mm -hmm. Wow, God, why? You know, and um, that's the beauty of um, the faith that I have is that it actually requires of me to do the same, Mm -hmm. to look at people and dig a little deeper and go, you know, there, there's gold in everyone. Um, how willing am I to dig for it? Oh, <laughs> right. I oh, love that. Yes. Yes. I actually, um, <clears throat> it brings me back to, uh, when, um, I was actually, um, somebody came up to me and said, we'd like you to consider being a deaconess for our church. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it really, it really, it, yeah. Uh, it what? <laughs> and, and so I said, Oh, Oh wow! Well, uh, let me think about it. And I thought about it, and I thought they're they're nuts. I I every once in a while, I, you know, especially if I'm chasing cows, I got a potty mouth, or you know, I you know, I I am not a good enough Christian. And they kept asking me, and I kept going, "Oh, I'm I'm still thinking about it." And finally, one day, I just broke down in front of the pastor and his wife, and I said, "I I can't do it." And they were like, "Well, why wouldn't you?" And I said, "I'm I'm not a good enough person." Oh. And it was amazing to me. The response is kind of what you said is, oh, my word, none of us are. Yeah. <laughs> none of us yeah. are. And, and, and then I, after they came, gave me kind of that pep talk, it made me realize that, you know what, actually, uh, God wants me to be in this position um, because of what it will help me do to be a better Christian yes, and, and bring me to closer to him. And then I believe with what, you know, Inga and I are doing here at Ipaga home care um, with service to others and, yeah. and all of that, that is part of who we've become. But I appreciate what you say about that. You also look back and we've talked about um, the different jobs you've held, the different positions of different places you've been in your life. And Mm -hmm. you never, you always were like, why didn't I get that job? Why didn't I get live here or do this or marry this guy? And you look back and it's, you know, hindsight is 2020, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But, but what you're saying is, is even deeper than just a professional level. It's Mm -hmm. that personal that brings that whole picture together. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And in fact, the whole imagery of a cow chasing (laughs) deacon is the best. (laughs) We should have a a logo made. Alyssa might have to design the logo. That is the best. You you know, you can't get any more real than that, right? And that's what I love. In fact, um, there's a gal that had sent me a message a couple weeks ago, and she's like, are you going to go to church? Uh, can I meet you at the second service? And I know I'd never met her face to face. I'm like, yep, yeah, you know, this is usually where I sit and, you know, come and say hi. And she was going through a lot of stuff. And, mm. um, so church ends and this, this darling, um, mama sits next to me and she's got <laughs> these little kids and, uh, she's like, hi, I'm so-and-so. And I gave her a great big hug. And I just said, I'm so glad to meet you. I'm so glad you're here. And the next words out of her mouth meant everything. She said, it took a lot for me to get here. You have no idea how hungover I am. Oh, 
Okay. So first of all, it is kind of comical, but the courage it took for her to be that real and say, I didn't want to be here because I feel so inadequate because of what I did last night, but I'm here. And just so you know, I'm super hungover, but can you pray for me? You know, for me, that is the most incredible God moments. When you can be that real and, um, you know, that's how we're supposed to right. live our life. Not uh, hung over every day, but, you know. <laughs> but that's, oh. that's what you do for people. Though. You're, uh, You're so yeah. genuine and you are so loving and, and you create a welcoming environment where people are like, yeah. I'm going to cry just because yeah. like, that's, that's what you do. Yeah. For people. Yeah. She held herself accountable to you Yeah. Yes. and you didn't even know her. Yeah. That's a testimony right there to who you are yeah. and what oh. you bring to everybody. Kind of like you guys. Oh. You want to talk about hearts of compassion and empathy <laughs> and like, wow. Oh, thank you for that. Um, so hope, hope, you know, we're usually focusing on elderly and, and, and hope. Yeah. And sometimes at that point in your life, you've given up mm-hmm. a lot of hope. Yeah. So what do you have to tell us for far reaching into your later years about hope? Yeah, that's a great question. So, you know, without hope, we've got nothing. Mm -hmm. And um, to find hope sometimes takes everything. And it doesn't matter how old or young you are when you feel hopeless. It's the exact same for everyone. And so some of the things on a really practical level that I had to do, um, of course, I um, had counseling. I had a lot of prayer. Um, and then the other thing that is super important is that I had to be very careful who I allowed in my world, who was speaking to me, mm-hmm. who, who was my circle of influence? Um, were they drainers or trainers? And so <laughs> for me, I, I needed to submit myself to people that I knew cared. Mm-hmm. And um, if at any time, somebody would say something and then, you know, make me feel less than, even if they meant well, I just, I just couldn't maintain the yeah. relationship. And so I was so fragile that the, the people in my life that were speaking to me and surrounding me uh, was very important. Mm-hmm. So being selective um, is super important to have that support and community, you know, that I'm sure people have here with what you all do is just, it's everything because that is what gives you the ability and the strength in to look beyond your circumstance and to say, okay, I can take another breath. I can take another step. And then to remember, you know, um, who you are and how much God loves you and the things that he gave you, you know, to believe in yourself when your whole world is destroyed is really difficult because everything about you screams to you, look at how you failed. Look at how you failed. And so for me, knowing what God says about me, that I am his daughter, not based on what I do, but simply because he loves me is so important. So, you know, to just be leaning into your faith and to take time to pray and take time to breathe. Those things are everything. Um, and then I, my, my lawyer would tell me, I want you to make sure you get exercise mm-hmm. and I want you to take care of your body. Oh, wow. I mean, so, you know, every oh. aspect, you know, mm-hmm. your spiritual life, your emotional and mental well-being, and your physical body, mm-hmm. you know, that's, I mean, you can't disconnect one from the other. And so um, 
those were some of the practical things that I had to do to just stay um, focused and um, and not hide. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times people that feel like they're carrying so many burdens feel like they're a burden. And so they don't want to come to you because they feel like, well, I'm just going to weigh that person down. Um, And, you know, when when you're reaching out and you want help, you're not a burden. Mm -mm. You're being vulnerable and it takes courage. It takes bravery. And um, you're a champion for doing that. Mm -hmm. So true. I think when you talk about being careful about who is in your circle Um, I see that more not, I mean, just in every stage of life, whether it's a teenage girl or whether it's a, you know, and uh, youngish people like me and Julie and right. Right. (laughs) Yes. Um, We're all in our (laughs) twenties. A few couple 10 year anniversaries of those (laughs) birthdays, but that's all right. We'll take it. Um, I, I think that sometimes people get so, um, concerned about having people, just having numbers of people in their life that they forget about the quality of who they allow in their life. Yeah. And that is a big, that's a big problem. Yeah. Um, that's something that I am really proud of my girls. They're able to understand when people who are in their lives are not bringing quality to it and right. they're bringing it down and they're able to kind of move on from those relationships, not without heartache. Right. I mean, it hurts, right. but um, at least they know, Hey, I don't, I don't need to continue taking a beating. This is not good right. for me, not good for my well being, And yeah, so that's, that's solid advice. Any way you look at it. Yeah. 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 And you know, I was listening to a, a podcast by um, Mel Robbins. I'm sure you're all familiar with her. She's got millions of followers (laughs) but there's a story that she tells that I love so much and you know about how one morning she's brushing her teeth I think she's just in her uh little underwear and and she's looking in the mirror and uh she's like oh my gosh what's happening to my neck what's (laughs) happening to my waist look at my body like it's horrible (laughs) but she did this thing where she um high-fived herself in the mirror And she actually wrote a book about it, but there's something so beautiful about that. And I think you were talking about kindness, you know, to celebrate yourself Mm -hmm. in the moment, Mm -hmm. you know, versus always looking into the future when we think things are better. Like, who are you right now? And what's good about you right now? For, For me, there were moments where, you know what, I got through the day. That's a win. So good, right? <laughs> yes. It's so good. And so yeah. to have moments where, like, if you see yourself, to high-five yourself, man, that was powerful for me. Mm-hmm. I love that because most of us just give ourselves the finger, you know? Seriously. <laughs> it's <we're> like, true. <laughs> yeah. And so the high-five is a much better. No. <laughs> much I love better that. Way. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. We just don't, t- just, we don't take care of ourselves. Right. Right. Yeah. And Always, we have to go back to the big word here that the word of the day is hope. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And that there is always hope and you have to look for it. You mm-hmm. know, I, I can't make you hope, but I can help you hope. Right. Right. I can, I can help you get back on your feet and point out things in your life that are incredible and things that you can do today to make tomorrow better. I mean, every morning we wake up and here in the Flathead Valley, we don't always see the sun, Mm -hmm. but the sun's always coming up. There's always yellow rays somewhere, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and whatever it is that you're going through. um, You know, I heard this quote that, It's a temporary season and not a lifelong sentence. Mm -hmm. And to remind myself that, you know what, 
this is not my forever. It feels like forever, but it's not. You just you have to do it. And, and honestly, the sticky notes are the best invention ever. Yes. Because <laughs> I would I would write things, you know, about, you know, you're an incredible woman. God loves you. And I would put it on my um um, suitcase on the mirror, wherever I was staying, like little reminders, because sometimes I felt so broken. I couldn't remind myself, but to wake up and go, Oh yes, yep. I'm, I'm going to read this. I'm going to say it. I love that. Yeah. That's so yeah. cool. So you do a, a music ministry at your church. Yep. And you're also wearing your t-shirt and, and tell us about the she. Right. So, um, my husband and I go to Hope Church, and uh, Pastor Lance had asked me if I would consider, you know, taking over the women's ministry, and I said, probably not, <laughs> because I always viewed it more like a quilting club, and if you know me, I can't. I just can't go the quilting route, and, and it's a horrible thing to say, but it's kind of how I grew up, and I just was like, gosh, you know, I, I just I just don't want to talk to women that just go to church all the time, mm-hmm. um, and so I kind of told him why I, I didn't think I was a good choice. And, um, when I said why he said, no, those are the exact reasons why I'm like, wow, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) So I said, I would give it a try. And and I have a great team of ladies that I'm with. And, um, we wanted to come up with a name because I just couldn't do the, you know, women's ministry. Um, and I love that. I mean, I'm, I'm all for it. I just wanted it to not just sound like a church group. And so, um, we just threw out a bunch of names and I loved the word she I've always liked it, but I know a lot of people are, are doing it. So I'm like, well, that doesn't matter. It's part of the alphabet. Yeah. You know, it's not like trademark. So (laughs) she, it is. And so we're always like, yeah, all of us are like, yes, we, we really like it. But for months afterwards, I just wrestled with the fact that it it needed to mean more, Mm -hmm. you know, okay. She, and I know there's Bible verses, um, that mention she, uh, but what else? And I'm driving to work one morning and I'm saying, God, will you just kind of show me like what else you have? And I, it was like, I was driving and I saw a billboard and I saw the word she, and then under S it said secure under the H it said healed. And under the E it said empowered. And he began to sort of develop each of those aspects. And so, um, yeah, now, you know, it's kind of evolved. It's every couple months we have an event and it's not just for church women. We want everyone to come and we highlight other women in their stories and eat lots of good food. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. That is an incredible story. I love, I love how much power just the right title. Yeah can give yeah our, our story I, I love our story and I'm going to share it yeah do it I love it too <laughs> um since 2007 you know when we first started our home care we were agape home care and I remember when Inga's like what are we going to call ourselves and I said you know my my favorite word in the world is agape yeah. and I think it's so appropriate for home care because it's Christian definition of love you know yeah. loving those that might not be so lovable that day <laughs> yeah and then in 2018 as we started to expand we needed to trade mark and but we couldn't do agape home care so we're like oh my word that's like our our thing Mm -hmm. what are we gonna do and um looking up all of these names and then there'd be one in tennessee or texas or all these names you know god's hands our god's work our hands just you would not believe the number of home care company (laughs) names that are trademarked out there yeah rainbows and butterflies yeah (laughs) we, we spent 
a long time, yeah. many, many hours. Julie, myself, Kevin, yeah. trying to come up with a name. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and it then hit us. bang, just spelled agape backwards. Oh, wow. And now it's Ipaga, which is agape backwards. And, and we're saying we're, we're, we're a reflection of God's love. Oh, I love this. <laughs> right? It yes. makes so much sense. Yeah. And it's so catchy because it makes you go, wait, what is that? Yeah. Yeah. And it's so oh. cute because people go, now, why did you change your name? <laughs> and, and I'll say it and they're just like, I knew I saw the word agape. Yeah. I knew I saw it. But they just, you know, it just clicks. Yeah. That's one of those like God moments. Oh, yeah. Where it's yeah. Like, yeah. You're like, what? After all of those hours when it hit us, we're like, yeah, that's, that's it. That's it right it's there. So How did good. we miss it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So those taglines, it's a big deal. Oh, for sure. Big deal. Yeah, yeah. Because it's what people look at first. And, and, you know, when, when, like you guys are blessed, mm-hmm. what God is doing here mm-hmm. and what you're doing. I mean, that's the, that's the heart of, of love and that's the heart of God. And, um, and so to have agape in you know, the your title. name the is what is the best ever. Up. You didn't have to give that up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Super meaningful. For so sure. Good. So good. So good. And wow, just wonderful. Yeah. Just your message is just so captivating. Thank you. Yeah. You yeah, really, so really make an impact for so many people. I don't even think you know how far reaching you are. Right. Yeah, probably not. No. I have so my days you. too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do remember you from Trace Diaz, though. Just yeah. beautiful. And your singing voice. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Thank Everything. You. So what yeah. a gift you are. Thank yeah. You. I actually wanted to ask you to, to bust out into song. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Okay. I'll, I'll do a little version of Amazing Grace. Oh, yes. Amazing Grace. How sweet the sound. That saved someone like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. Oh, my word. Thank you. That was beautiful. Beautiful. Oh, and there goes the tears. (laughs) (laughs) She fell for it. I knew I could get her to do it. (laughs) Oh, Oh, that was so beautiful. Just beautiful inside and out. And for you to take your time today and and share with us. Oh, it's an honor. means a lot. Yeah, so thank so you good. for being so here. So good. Is there anything else you'd like to, to say or share that we haven't touched on? Well, yes, actually, because when I walked in here, you asked me about my grandmother. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we have to leave it on that note, at least. <laughs> so you asked me if there was like a funny saying that, you know, I could share that my grandmother had said, and, and I told you, I, I, I really didn't grow up spending a lot of time w- with my um, grandma, just a couple of moments in my young life that I was around her. And this is my mom's mom. But what I did remember, and you know, and she actually passed away from Alzheimer's. And so mm. just that whole story and, and who she who she was, is that um, 
I mean, she was loving and she was always wanted to be close and <laughs> hugging. And I remember one time we were shopping somewhere and, you know, I just, I just wanted something to eat, something to munch on. And she sticks her hand down her shirt into her brassiere and pulls out a couple of these <laughs> sweaty mints <laughs> and hands them to me al- along with the Kleenex on the other side of her brassiere. <laughs> and that memory stayed with me forever. Yes. Yes. <laughs> what is the appropriate reaction in that situation? You know, I, yeah, the, here's the thing. I, I ate the mints. I'm a yeah. young girl. I'm like, well, okay, not now? Yeah, no. <laughs> oh. oh, thanks, Grandma. Yeah. yeah. Love it. Right? Oh. It's a great memory. Oh, isn't that funny? That's a good one. <laughs> So if people are um, wanting to reach out or find you, where would they go to do that? Um, They can go to my website, www.martymeyer.net. They can find me on Facebook. It's Marty Meyer and then um, underscore Marty Meyer underscore on Instagram as well. No, I don't do TikTok yet. (laughs) Okay, well... We might uh, have to bring you in for one of those. I am <laughs> fun. Alyssa's quite a good TikTok producer. And yeah. You know there will be laughs if we're doing one with Julie. Yeah. So. Awesome. Yes. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Yeah. Yes. Thank you so much for visiting with us today. And uh, we'll keep following you on Facebook. Perfect. Yes. Yep. Awesome. Thank you. Thank yes. you. All right, listeners, so if you have not yet subscribed, please go out and do that. You can do it on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. You can watch our um, episodes on YouTube, and you can leave us a review. Um, Share us with your friends. We have our Apaga Karen Share group, and send in your verses and your uplifting stories so that we can share them with the world. You can email those to thecaregivenpodcast at gmail.com, and I think that's it. So peace out, Girl Scouts. (laughs) Have a wonderful day. Bye. The caregiven name is a registered trademark of the Veritrust Health Incorporated Company. Ipaga is not connected to, affiliated with, or endorsed by Veritrust or any of its affiliates. 